Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about where we come from and how it shapes our writing. So, anytime I meet people, the first thing that they say to me is, where are you from? And this just happened to me again this week. I had a new student, and she didn't have the courage to say it day one. But the next, and I had called her mom and left a voice message. Her mom was at work, but I wanted to welcome, you know, her new ninth grade baby to my class. And sure enough, day two, she says, where are you from? And then she says, my mama, you know, said you sounded so sweet on the phone. (laughs) So people often ask me that. And it's probably because they claim I have some kind of accent on me. But I'm from Robinson County. I'm from a place where people ask you, not where are you from, because we already know, because we're there. (laughs) Trust me, I would still be there if I could. But it would, they'll ask you, who are your people and where do you church at? Those are the two things that they'll ask you. Like, they even made t-shirts with that on it. Like, guys, I'm not kidding. So, where you're from is very, you know, reflective in your writing. Pieces of us, anyway, get all tangled up in our characters, or they do me. And even if I try to hover above the scene, I know that here and there, there'll be little snapshots of Robinson County that can pop in to the work. If I'm describing a place, I'll mash together places in Robinson County that I've been and and I'll think of that view. I have a very strong emotional tie to my hometown. So Robinson County, it's a big old it's a big county in North Carolina, but I'm from a very small town. When I was raised up in this town, I have such special memories of growing up there. And I'm very thankful that I was able to just have a little year, few years, just a few years, just a little bit of time to raise my children there because they still call Robinson County home. That's how I've always wanted it to be. There's a scene in my book that I dearly love and she's in her moment, in a moment, and she's thinking back and it's my thoughts thinking back and I describe a place that's right across the street from the house that I was raised in. right down the street not it's right there you can see it from the porch but Maxton growing up we had one stoplight and then later on in life with the railroad agreements we ended up getting three stoplights they're all connected to this the small little strip of downtown <laughs> 
and it was a place that everyone like everyone knew each other or they knew of you and you could speak in a way with not just your accent but with your slang and no one would judge you and so what I mean by that is like when my mom would say I'd be going to the store nobody would correct my mama no one it was the way we talked so growing up for me you know I wasn't around editorial kings and queens we slanged and because we slanged I often find myself writing just conversation slang it's in my head it's how I actually talk <laughs> in my head and now that I'm in a professional world I try to tone down my accent I try so hard to keep the colloquialisms at bay especially working down a big city it's you know they still ask me where are you from and have to have this whole conversation but I love where I'm from and I miss it I have this dream of somehow going back with a book in hand and meeting somebody random on the street and they may have my book in their hand because they just checked it out from the library that's also right across the street from my house <laughs> and so just imagine a place where you have the store, the church, the funeral home, the police station. <laughs> all right, the center hub. It was all right there. I could get my my tires pumped up on my bicycle, run, you know, pedal right to the next stop and grab cookies out of a jar that I would put on my fingers. The flower cookies, like rings go up and down the church ramp with my bike and then be right back home again <laughs> I will say that with me writing about new places is always special for me because then I try to capture that if someone lived in that place, would they go, oh, she got the feel of it. There's a feel to a different place. So when I wrote my novel, and it was set in Merle's Inlet, down at the beach in Polly's Island area, there's a certain feel to that place when I go. I wanted to capture that when I wrote it. When I wrote Sweet Potato Jones, because they don't settle much, 
could take the places, the feels, the sounds of North Carolina and Virginia and mark them there. But there's no denying that Robinson County is a part of that book. And with it being my first published works, I couldn't see it happen any other way. I mean, no, I couldn't use my grape ice cream. And anybody from Robco, we know what that grape ice cream is, 4th of July. But I hope that if anyone from back home does get a chance to read my book, they'll say, she represented us. She got us. Even if it's just in the way I describe the feel or the scene um, from the first page on. I know that with the books that I'm waiting to hear back, my horror book, my main character, he's from this, they live in the city now, but his family is from Robinson County and he's Lumbee Indian. I wanted to write a male character that my boys and my grandchildren could one day say, look, there's someone like me in a book. <laughs> and not just reading the biographies are the autobiographies of lonely people and Henry Barry Lowry, but actually see a Locklear in print. Robinson County yet again. And I want it to be that way. Throughout throughout all my works. And if people say, yep, that's that author from Maxton. Have you ever been to Maxton? Have you ever seen Maxton? And they'll start Googling my little tale and say, wow, if she can come from that little place, look at where I am. Look at the opportunities I have. And there may be book clubs you can join and sessions you can go to hear authors speak and libraries and writing clubs in my little town we didn't have no such thing I just had a brother typewriter in a dream and Stephen King and Sweet Valley High and Scottish Romance books from the thrift store and Danielle Steele copies that me and my mama would share. I'm telling you, where are you from? Yes, it does matter. Because I do believe that, you know, that's, a, that's what we call an education now, you know, the, the equity piece. Like, are we provided the same access, the same opportunities? Of course we're not. I'm from, I'm from Maxton. You, you can't expect that. And my parents also 
knew to buy me the brother typewriter and the paper and the correction tape. They knew how to read my stories when I wrote them. But, and that was my wonderful opportunity that I would never trade for anything. But don't let just that without all of those other things, without all of it, you know, how many AP courses you might have taken in high school and English composition and creative writing courses you might have had access to and this and that. Either way, let you be you and keep dreaming, keep writing. And those places that you've been, they'll shape you. And they'll be that authentic, like that authentic piece of you. It's like you're leaving little breadcrumbs all throughout your novels of you. And maybe only those who know you well may see them. Or those who Google you and connect the dots. Or if you even reveal it in a video or in an interview. I know that my first interview, I can't wait for the person to ask me, so where are you from? <laughs> so I can talk about Robco, Robinson County, and Maxton, and how that experience growing up has helped shape who I am today and how I write. So go out. Next time you're in your hometown and take snapshots. Or if you're like me, Google images. <laughs> ask your family, ask your friends to take snapshots of buildings, of a place. It can be any place that holds a memory to you, or you can just use it as a challenge and get a random photograph and write a scene around the place in the hometown where you grew up. Or if you moved a lot, pick just one random place and Google. I've already done this challenge with the public library, but I didn't write a character or scene. I wrote just a blog about thanking the librarians and just my memories. And that blog, that piece of writing means a lot to me. So if you want to do a narrative, do a narrative. And I'm going to do the same with the burnt down meal that's across the street from my house. So we had a fire and, it burned, and the meal burned down. And 
I can still in my head see the smoke and, and the flames of the mule down the street as it burned. Now I don't have a picture of the mule before and after. So I'm gonna have to go and and do some investigative reporting and Googling and, and get that. But I wanna encourage you to pick a place and write it. I hope that you guys now, you might be curious as to Maxton and the people of Robinson County. You're saying, man, that girl, she's a strange one. <laughs> I asked Brady sitting in class. He was like, when the new student was coming, he was like, man, she gonna think you crazy. And I'm like, well, what do you think about me now? He said, well, when I first met you, I thought you were crazy. He said, but now not so much. <laughs> not so much. It's just we have a different way about us. And that is home to me. No matter where, you know, or how long I stay somewhere else. Robinson County's home. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day on this rainy Friday before Christmas. As you can hear my windshield wipers, it's our last day of work. And we are working a full teaching day today. So I have planned with my fellow teachers a special presentation today. I'm going to be reading William's Wintry Map while the visuals are playing in the background. And we're going to have our mascot come in and we're going to have a choral concert and a movie day for our students in the special education department. So I'm really excited about this. Anytime that I can plan literacy events, speaking, listening, the viewing, anytime that I can plan that for the department, I try to, to grab them and I'll send an, I'll send an email. Oh, and I have an idea. <laughs> so that way when I see her in the hallway, she'll say, oh, what is your idea? <laughs> and then the idea grows and it becomes a special day. So I'm really looking forward to this Friday, not just because it's the last day of the school year for us for 2018, but, but because we get to give our time to make students happy. And I'll have a book in my hand. So I'll check you guys out later. Do the challenge now, I'm telling you. Now, don't judge me on my, my speaking or my writing, but I feel like that piece that I wrote about my hometown, maybe it was because it was part of me. I thought that it was a special piece. I know when I shared it on Facebook, my aunt was like, oh, I love the way that you talked about our library. <laughs> And another 
lady in the community that used to be my hairdresser, she got on there, giving me her memories of the library. And even though no one else like commented on the blog post, they were commenting on my Facebook and they read it and I felt like I had done that place proud. So keep writing, no matter where you're from. And keep dreaming, no matter where you're from. Your day's coming.